listening to the Homeschooling Families podcast by Teach Them Diligently. Welcome! Every week, we bring you simple answers to help your homeschool family thrive. I'm Leslie Nunnery, and I am so glad you're here. I'm excited to be joined today by Kelsey Reed, who's a news coach with God's World News. Kelsey and I are going to be talking about the importance of engaging with our children around the news and how we can turn tough conversations into discipleship opportunities. I think you're going to find that you're challenged to think about current events in a whole new way through our conversation today, so stay tuned. Before we dive in, though, I want to encourage you to check out our Sunday night homeschool subjects email. It's totally free, and we believe that the 15 minutes or less that it will take you to read it over and check out the resources and links we share there will jumpstart your week and get you off on the right foot each time. Plus, once you sign up, you can share homeschool subjects with your friends using your unique referral link to earn fun homeschool swag beginning with just one referral. Go to homeschoolsubjects.com to learn more and sign up today. Again, go to homeschoolsubjects.com to sign up today. Today's podcast is sponsored by World News Group. Talk about good news. A video current events program has arrived to instill news literacy and biblical discernment in your family. Prepare to learn about the world and be reminded of who made it. It turns out that watching the news can be fun. This is the stuff that streams are made of, but you'll never know unless you try. Start your free 30-day trial at worldwatch.news forward slash TTD. You can even access their free app for seamless streaming. Again, go to worldwatch.news forward slash TTD. I'm so excited to have Kelsey Reed with us today. Kelsey has spoken at our events. She has brought a lot of great insight as families have discussed with her really a lot of things about how news can influence our conversations and and really uh, open up into some great discipleship opportunities if we're looking for them. So Kelsey, welcome to the Teach Them Diligently podcast. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your family uh, so that we get to know you a little bit better? Yes. And thank you for having me, Leslie. It's such a pleasure to be here. And just a little bit about my family. Uh, My husband and I have three daughters. They range in age from 17, almost 18, actually, this Mm. coming month, down to seven years old. So we cover a pretty broad spectrum of ages and developmental stages. Um, We have the joy of having uh, homeschooled them for various different seasons in their lives, though with my husband's and my training, we also find we dip and dive into uh, sometimes one of us is working full-time and sometimes the other. So uh, homeschool is not always our full-time expression, but we do love having the opportunity to educate that way. So Mm. that gives a little bit of our personal story um, to blend in with what I get to do. Yeah, and that's that's awesome the way that the Lord uses different seasons, different methods. Um, but it's it's our focus on going for the hearts of our children, our focus in intentionally using the time that we have that sets apart disciple focused parents from from others, even homeschool parents, that that isn't Absolutely. a focus for them. So I love the way that God just opens different doors at different seasons. He is constantly at work directing our families, and that is that's always a good thing to hear. 
Yes, absolutely. Even if homeschooling isn't our primary expression in terms of that's how we spend the majority of our hours, I argue that we're still homeschoolers. Mm -hmm. We are always framing what our children are learning. Um, It's just a matter of intentionally looking for those moments. Oh, absolutely. it's It's a joy. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, tell us a little bit about Really, what is your role? Because I know that you are a news coach with God's World News. Yes. What does that mean? And, and you know, kind of what do you do in that capacity? Yes. Well, one of the things that I do to try to define my role is I try to define sometimes what it's not. Um, okay. I don't actually coach what we put in the news. I don't. I'm, I'm not a trained journalist. It's not my job to encourage us to report on specific areas, though from time to time I get to learn about that process and even dabble in it. Hmm. But my job is more to be a resource teacher to the parents of our students, the parents of the students that we serve at God's World News. Um, I was originally, uh, my position was formed basically out of a rebranding process that we do probably every five to seven years at uh, God's World News, Um, looking to how can we serve, how can we continue to grow in Mm -hmm. our service to our our subscribers. Across the board, they said, we need a resource. We need somebody who can help us think about what we're looking at in the news so that we in turn can equip our children for how they engage what's going on in the world. So that's what my position is about. It's uh, coming alongside. It's a being a resource for parents and teachers. That is, it's so helpful for, for so many of us. I think that when we, when we think of the news, when we think of all the stuff that's going on in the world today, our first reaction is actually to withdraw. Like, I don't even want to know what's going on. Yes. So why, yes. why is it important for us to engage our children in the news and help them understand it and then Kind of, I guess, as a tail end on that question, how does your role help us parents to help our children engage with the news in a way that's educational and helpful and not frightening or, yes. you know, kind of leading them down a path that, that we don't want them to go down right now? Right, right. Well, that overwhelm is not a stranger in my own life. Mm-hmm. I, I, we call it the the overwhelm or a lot around here that we look at what's going on and because it seems so big and so yeah. sometimes terrifying, um, our instinct is to to run away. There's that adrenaline response uh, yeah. that often for many of us is a flight response rather than a fight response. But we see that too. But what I get to do is help to not only address some of those emotional responses that we might have, I would call that some of our discipleship tools that yeah. we use that we get to um, think through, why am I responding this way? What are the emotions that, that are being triggered in me as a, as a parent? And recognizing that those are the same tools that I'm going to be using when I engage with my children. So there's an array of what we would call discipleship tools that we want to try to offer, including those emotional intelligence tools, that emotional health. Then there's also this array of critical thinking tools that we like to apply as well that give us a chance to break down these stories and these trends and culture into bite-sized chunks. Remembering we don't have to do it all at once. We can take one conversation at a time, one question at a time, 
We can press pause. We can return to something later. So in this role that we're doing um, with the news coach, we're trying to address the whole person um, Mm. to have those cognitive, critical thinking things that we offer as tools to have those heart-related or uh, spiritual discipleship, um, our understanding of biblical literacy as a part of what we address with this. Every story that we look at, we're going to need to be able to address the whole person in response to it, to have a whole person growth process. So um, that gives you a little bit of a sense of some of the broader categories that we think that get, that then get broken down into smaller ones. Yeah, yeah. And so, just so that I make sure that I understand and those listening understand, in what how would parents engage with you? Uh, you know, where would they be getting these stories? How would they actually connect with you to get the helps and the coaching and the encouragement that they need to turn those those stories into actual discipleship moments? Yes. One of the most consistent places that you can connect with my material right now is through our parental newsletters, which are mm-hmm. really diverse in the way that we engage. We, we're trying to give um, just pointers towards some of the major stories of the week. We have beautiful interactives that we use in GWN that are very engaging and more in again, an experiential or whole person Mm. sense. Um, Those newsletters not only point to some of those resources for students and how teachers might use those resources, but it also includes my news coach um, column. And that's the one that we've most consistently just fed up to this point that we're also, we've got a blog that we're working on and we're moving towards a podcast that will be launching in January. But in the newsletter column, what I am doing there is talking about those different levels. You know, what's going on at the cognitive level? What are the things that we need to know about this story? What's Mm -hmm. going on at the heart level? How are we addressing the things of our attitudes, our beliefs, or maybe even our sense of self in some of the stories that we approach in the news? Um, And then also for teachers to think about what are some um, educational principles that I can apply here? What are some ways that I can make sure that we're sitting down and taking things through a higher level for like my teens or when to know how to stop for my, for our younger children? Like, okay, that's enough for now. We know when their attention is done. (laughs) We've done. We're enough. (laughs) So. Well, exactly. Can you... As you were talking, I was I was sitting here thinking, can you possibly give us an example of a story that you've worked on recently so that we can see how to break this stuff down? Because I would imagine that for a lot of parents, kind of, you know, like me sitting here, I'm going, I don't know that I've ever actually thought about it that way. You know, I've had conversations with my kids. My kids are now grown pretty much. So we've gone through all of this. But strategically, how does that look? Yes, yes. Well, first of all, one of the ways that we tend to have the news come closest to us is that we watch World Watch. So mm-hmm. in the morning, we get up and, and we get our coffee, we sit down, uh, we let our little one have her cereal, and we watch what's going on in the news. And for some families, that comes across as maybe heavier duty. It was originally aimed for uh, teens and, and older yeah. teens in particular, like middle school and up. 
in our family, we are one of those who really is committed to trying to engage everything while our children are at home. So because we are so intentional about conversation, we allow World Watch to be something that even our youngest watches. But that is a discernment exercise for every family. Um, So we'll start the day and we'll watch World Watch and we'll allow for a moment for our children to respond with a question or with an observation and really pursue naturally the conversation that flows out of that time. Mm with World Watch recently, they covered the the border crisis and specifically the migrant deaths. That was a very difficult story to to watch, to hear. And when we turned it off, my seven-year-old asked how many survived. We listened to an echo of that story even on uh, The World and Everything in it. Uh, We have a tendency because of my role of getting the news from all sides. So she had multiple times to hear it, and multiple times to ask questions about it. So there was a reiteration, a a gaining of familiarity with the story, and it caused her to have greater focus with her question. Yeah. So as I was hearing my seven-year-old ask that question, how many survived? I thought about, and this was the spirit, honestly, helping to just, what, what do I need to engage right now with her? Um, and I discerned in that moment that it was important for me to give her a sense of the weightiness of death, mm. to think about those numbers carefully. And I just had her do a little math problem to be able to understand. Um, in that specific story, story, only 20 uh, at that point of the story, only 20 had survived. Wow. Um, I asked her, darling, you know, do you understand what seven minus five? Hmm. And so she came up with the answer of two and she immediately, you know, went through the tens and realized that only 20 had survived and she was quiet. And so we'd gotten that cognitive level where we named the number where I gave her the answer and I let her process. I let her be quiet. And then I asked her, I said, baby, how does that feel? And she said, it's sad. I said, yes. That is exactly the reaction that we should have. Right. And so we are affirming a natural reaction of grief Mm. when we listen to a news story that breaks our hearts and it should break our hearts. So that's a part of our training process is not only the understanding of what's going on, but what is a a biblical response? What is Mm. a God-honoring response to this story? So... Moving from there, um, we we did. You know how how can I leave her with hope? And I I, I know that um, I mentioned that that's something that's so important for me to want to talk about. So I, I realize I'm kind of in some of our discussions, and we've talked about you know where what do you want to leave people with? And I want to leave my children, and I want to leave those that I talk to with the hope of the gospel. Mm-hmm. So even in that conversation, I'm trying to point her to the fact that the purpose of the Lord's, uh, Lord will stand, the purposes of the Lord will stand, as we say in World Watch, or um, that this is our Father's world, as we say in the world and everything in it. Yeah. He is in control, and He is having His way, even when it's mystery, mystery to us. Yeah, and, and it shows, it's a great way to show our children um you know, very varying stories give us opportunity to talk about, 
you know, the implications of sinful choices that, you know, we, we're able to actually see very practically what happens yes. when you make choices that are against the absolute found in God's word. And so it's a great jumping off point, but also, and I I was thinking about this as you were talking specifically about the story that you um, were kind of coaching your seven-year-old through. It's very easy as adults, I think, to get jaded and actually allow our our um, presuppositions about the choices that led to that moment to, to really take away from the tragedy that actually happened. And the fact that if all life is valuable, if we are pro all life and we believe all men were created in the image of God, that should break our hearts. And what I have found as I'm positioning this and teaching my children through these these stories and to think their way through tragedies like that, that God actually works in my own heart to keep me from that more jaded, hard-edged, adult, very black and white, you know, type of a viewpoint. When we want, sometimes our emotions are scary. Our children's emotions are scary. One of our knee-jerk reactions to those scary emotions in ourselves or in them is to say, well, this should have happened or to hurry up into things that try to clean it up. Right. I, I find as I slow down and affirm those emotions, just like you said, and, and to look for you know, how are we having a godly response to it? It also helps me to reframe the understanding of what, uh, you know, what did happen instead of saying what should have happened. They should have done this. You should have done this. Back to that story, um, you know, I talked to her about, well, she asked as a follow-up question, you know, why do they want to come into our country if it's so unsafe? Mm-hmm. Like they asked, she asked like, why are they, why are they taking a truck in when it's not safe and they didn't have what they needed to live? And I said, well, baby, you know, where they are coming from is scarier than even the prospect of going into a truck where they don't have the things that they need. I said, our country is a place where people want to go because they believe that they can make a better life for their children. But then I had to go on to explain that, however, just like in our home, we're not going to just let anybody who wants to come into our home into our home. We invite people into our home so we can host them and take care of their needs, so we can offer them water, food, fellowship. And so trying to help her have some little pieces of what it looks like to be a sovereign nation, to have to make decisions at the border that keep people who would do harm out mm-hmm. um, to to keep harmful substances right. out. Um, it's a messy conversation, but one where we start to expand some of the categories in their mind. And when we give ourselves grace to do it, even in the messy process, it also expands our own thinking from you should or I should to hi, I wonder. Yeah. Well, and it's so important to engage with them while they are younger, like you were noting, because as they get older, they're they're hearing more, they're reading more, they're exposed to more. And if we have not engaged with them while they're younger, we're actually allowing them to formulate their you know, yes. worldview in regards to all of these activities without yes. our involvement, because it's going to happen one way or the other. Yes. And I think that that's why we see so many teenagers and young adults who who 
their thinking doesn't align with their parents on a lot of things because all they're hearing is the messaging of the world and of their friends. And they don't have that, that coaching, that discipleship that will give them and that would equip them to actually think their way through critically what they're reading rather than just emotionally following the cultural um, current of the day. That's right. That's right. Again, we have that emotional discomfort that comes and there's so much about everything that we experience that churns us up emotionally. If we are left in a place where we don't name those things and bring them up to the level where we logically um, you know, ask questions, almost interview our emotions to understand our feeling and develop those critical thinking habits that allows us to speak truth back to our hearts, then we're left with reacting instead of reflecting and then responding. So no matter whether we are welcoming our children home from a, a school that is outside of uh, of the, you know, the the bounds of our household back into what it means to disciple them about what they're experiencing externally to us, or whether that's something that is our lifelong process where we are in the in and out with all of the material that they are engaging. It's so vital for their learning process to have them think about their thinking, to think about their feeling, and to create those critical um, practices, those critical thinking practices that allow them then, when they go out into the world, to be able to pause and to reflect and to consider what's coming near them and to maybe, again, tamp down some of those emotions and to speak back to it with truth and with grace. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, for so many of us, because the, the troubles are so big, the wars, the atrocities, the things that we read about are so weighty that it actually invokes fear and anxiety. And as so many people are living with fear and anxiety, the economy that, you know, I could just go on and on and on. All the news seems to be stressful. It's it's like if you yes. if you don't look at it biblically, it's very easy to fall into a fearful, anxious yes. um, pattern of thought. How do you think or how have you found that engaging with your children is actually helping parents overcome those fearful and anxious thoughts as well? Yes. Well, this may not be exactly the right uh I may be shifting to answer uh, from a slightly different angle, but as you were talking, I was just thinking about how biblical literacy is what fuels mm. our cultural or our news literacy. Yes, That's something we talk about a, a, a lot around um, World News Group, but around God's World News in particular, is that we need to have um, a biblical literacy in order to engage what's going on in the news, in the world, with a confidence and hope. Mm. We will not have confidence and hope if we do not have that biblical foundation, um, if we're not tending to our children's hearts and minds with the truth. So you might have to reiterate your question because I did get a little distracted by that thought about how the wisdom of supplying that biblical foundation, it's just so necessary. So please ask that question again. I was like on on that section of going, we have to know, we have to know the word. We have to know the Lord's intentions for his world to be able to engage it. So did I answer your question? Do we need to go back to it? (laughs) I actually think that you did because through knowing God's word, that is the way that you combat those anxious 
stress-filled emotions because you're able to see that God is in control, that God has had a plan for for his people and for the world at large from the very yes. beginning. He has never lost control of that. And everything yes. works together for our good, yes. for his glory. He is on the throne. Um, and it is so wonderful to remind ourselves that there's coming a day when every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. And we are able to take these scary, stressful things and remind our children, thus building up their view of our great God and Savior. And they just, not only are we ministering to our own heart and helping our, our own mindset on these scary things, but but we're also able to build up our child's faith as we discuss yes. that with them. And I think that it's, that's something that so many of us, I, I believe just overlook because like you noted, we, we think biblical literacy, we think we want to teach them God's word, which we absolutely do. But it's the other element of that is how does God's word apply to the world that we're in today? Yes. How does it overlay what we're reading about and seeing? And so engaging with them through the resources that you guys offer and just you know engaging with what's going on in the world today, not shying away from that is so important for, for families to, to use as discipleship tools. Yes. Yes. It's interesting when you were talking about all things work together for the good of those in scripture, of course, it's for the good of those who fear him. Now we could unpack that that concept of what it does it mean to have the fear of the Lord. It doesn't mean that same fear that we have when we respond to the news, but it's interesting how that is the word that's used Mm. there. It's a it's a fear of the Lord. It's a it's an awe of Him, rather than being so awed and cowed by the things of the world. And it is also interesting to think about how much He tends to our anxious fears. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a beautiful hymn that that talks about may my anxious fears decrease or may my anxious fears subside. He over and over in Scripture, whether it's through seeing uh, David. And his emotional process in the Psalms and knowing that the Father was tending to his heart, or whether we see Jesus direct teaching about being afraid for nothing, being anxious for nothing, um, what it means to then hunger for the Lord. These things might have caused us to fear. We turn towards him, we have a greater hunger for him, and we see him in Scripture. When we engage the world, we not only have the categories that we can bring from scripture for our engagement, but also the world makes us hungry for him. Hmm. If we're afraid of the world, we go, wait a minute. My fear is is misplaced if I'm afraid of the world. My fear and my awe needs to be towards the Lord. That's right. So even as we engage the world with our children, they are, I believe, inspired to run back to the Father. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that really is the goal in all of this, all of these conversations, all of these engagements. The goal is to point them to Jesus, to give them that solid rock to run to and to give them a foundation for their faith that will hold them no matter what kind of craziness comes around in this world, because we know that we are living for the one who is in control and there is coming a day when we are going to live with him eternally. And that repositions everything. It does. 
It does. And I think inspires us to not only go out into the world to do our work, our vocations in the world, but go out into the world with a longing to offer hope mm-hmm. to it as well and to gather more worshipers for him. Yep. So when we have confidence and hope, we engage with a winsomeness that mm-hmm. that gathers more for his kingdom. Amen. So, Amen. So, so true. Well, Kelsey, I want you to tell us a little bit about um, the different the different opportunities for families that you guys have. I know that yes. you've got different age appropriate products, yes. messaging for children of, of all ages. Um, we yes. talk an awful lot about World Watch at Teach Them Diligently. Um, I think it's yes. a phenomenal product, not just the daily news stories, but also the the resources in there. I I have thought often, you know, my my kids are all grown now, but there's so many really cool things that you can dive into if you just search and use those resources so as, as backup for things that you're teaching. Um, but what yes. all do you all have and what how can parents engage with those and use those to to help them with this mission of engaging their children in discipleship uh, conversations? I'm so excited. So excited to get a chance to talk about our products because, I mean, first of all, I would be nowhere without those products that really bolster my own heart as well Mm -hmm. as the ones of my children. So I love having a chance to talk about what we do. Um, World Watch, yes, it's excellent. It either uh, gives supplementary material to what you're already doing or provides launch points. Points for further discovery. Um, such a great program. But we actually began all of everything at World News Group actually began with the branch that I serve, which is God's World News. Hmm. And we began with periodicals for little bitty ch- children. Um, in fact, I was one of the first recipients of those products. I mean, that's how long wow. that God's World News has been around, or showing my age here, that it's been around <laughs> for over 40 years. And when I was a preschooler, I used to receive our materials. So the they are attuned towards children as young as three years old. Mm-hmm. So our God's Big World, which even in the title reminds our children that this is God's world. Yep. And it's aimed for uh, the developmental stage that, that runs loosely for three to six-year-olds. And it has lovely material that includes some of that early literacy, some of those alongside practices where parents and teachers uh, will more often than not actually sit alongside and do that Mm -hmm. reading with those young children. And it includes verses to help frame every story Mm -hmm. um, with a beautiful biblical theology. And then our next step up is our World Kids magazine, which is aimed for seven to 10-year-olds. And so this is for independent readers more often than not. It has uh, longer uh, features that are, are I think, in, in the 250 to 400 word range, if I'm okay. remembering that mm-hmm. slot in particular. So it's starting to get a little more challenging. And um, then we move into our world teen. Uh, it is aimed for 11 to 14 year olds. And so uh, we are in that stage in particular trying to challenge uh, students with even heavier material. 
The beauty of all of our materials is that we talk about the broken things of the world, but we don't just stay there. We get to talk about the joyful and the playful things of the world, the discovery, uh, the scientific um, innovation, you know, what's going on in the animal kingdom. We are very diverse in what we cover. Um, And just, yeah, because everything is the Lord's news. You know, it's all things that he wants us to know about in his world. So uh, that branch. And then just to, to make mention, then after we graduate out um, of God's World News, we really are encouraging 14 and up or 15 and up to really not only enjoy World Watch, but to go into the the materials that we offer through World Magazine and right. World Digital, the podcasts, which are so excellent and provide I think particularly for upper level high schoolers, a ton of material as they look at the world, economics, justice. Um, we look at the Supreme Court quite thoroughly. So wow. it's a, we've got a lot of resources. You really there. do. So, and, yeah. and I wish, I wish people knew more how many resources that you have. And that's why I love yes. having you guys at events because I think the discovery for families of the mm. different things that you offer and how you are more than one or two of those things that they may have heard about, but rather you are you are providing resources and coaching and helps for the youngest all the way up to the oldest and, and helping parents all along the way. And that is yes. a true service to families. And we're very, very grateful um, that the Lord has led you oh. all as a team to do that. We're so honored to be able to do it. Every stage is important mm-hmm. and we just want to be engaged with every one of them carefully and well. Yep. So. It's a yep, delight. Yep. Well, Kelsey, we are out of time. I want you, uh, first of all, thank you so much for spending your time with us. But before we go, I want you to tell us a little bit about, you know, how they can connect with you. And specifically, I know that you had yes. mentioned um, before we started talking about the God's World News Teachers Lounge and and yes. different things like that. Can you tell us a little bit about that? And then I'm going to link to anything that you talk about in the show notes to make it super awesome. easy for, for the, our, our families to jump Wonderful. over. But it's so nice to actually have it worked out verbally rather than just giving a link. Yes. Well, I want to... Mention our teachers' lounge again with a couple specifics to help with it. We have a number of guest blogs, uh, guest resources that are listed in our teachers' lounge, but then we have a very specific blog um, that is the news coach material that's easily found mm-hmm. at gwnews.com forward slash news coach is the easiest way to get the material that is specific to the news coach um, role and service. And then I mentioned our newsletters for parents. Those come automatically with a subscription to our magazines for each of those levels that I mentioned earlier. But there is a way to, I believe, just get the parental newsletter without a subscription. And for that, you can go to um, either our website, which is gwnews.com, and scroll down to the bottom where it says newsletters. Or also at World News Group, WNG.org forward slash newsletters. If you also scroll down to the bottom of that, you can see a way to sign up for the GWN parental newsletters. So those are excellent resources um, pointing to a bunch of our digital material as well as some of the news coach material as well. Fantastic. So those are those major things you know about World Watch. 
want to make a plug for our podcasts always. So WNG.org forward slash podcasts for an excellent array. Hmm. Well, I I am so grateful for you being with us and for sharing. I I really think that this is a a conversation that so many of us just don't think about the strategic importance of discussing these issues Mm. with our children and giving them a foundation to think critically through them and think biblically through them. Um, So I'm, I'm very thankful that you took the time to have this conversation today. Thanks for giving me the opportunity. It's really been a delight. Well, you are welcome. To everyone else, I I am confident that this has been a challenge to you, an encouragement. Um, I hope that it's it's allowed you to look at things that are happening in the world today in a different way, actually seeing them as opportunities to point your children to the one who is in control of all things, um, and also to use those to, to help them understand their emotions and all the other things that Kelsey was talking about. So I encourage you to check out God's World News and World News Group, their resources, their parental guides. World Watch is phenomenal. They have so many things to offer families. So go check that out. I will include all of those links in the show notes, and then you can easily click over from there. I hope that you have a great rest of your day, and I look forward to talking to you again real soon. joining us today. We believe that every family is called to teach them diligently. So we're here to help. We would love to get to know you this year at one of our four live Teach Them Diligently events. And then throughout the year, when you become part of the Teach Them Diligently 365 community, check out the notes from today's show for more details about what we discussed today, as well as all of these other resources that Teach Them Diligently has to offer. Have a wonderful day, and I look forward to talking to you again real soon.